I need your undivided attention for this episode because we're about to expose something on WordCast today that you do not want to miss. My name is Felicia Goings, and I want to welcome you back to WordCast, where I bring you one positive word each week to help you win every day. Our one word focus for this week is offense, as in the opposite of defense in sports. Now, in our previous segment, we talked about how exercising your God-given authority puts you on the offensive side of your life and that your authority is in your mouth. And right now on WordCast, with help of Holy Spirit, we are about to expose something about Satan that has been hidden from the understanding of many people. When I say Satan, I'm not talking about something from a movie with a pitchfork and horns or some mythical uh, character. I'm referring to the lead adversary or demonic being that is the enemy of humanity. What we're about to expose on WordCast today about this enemy will be something you can take advantage of to remain in your offensive position of power. If you're listening to me right now, please make note that Satan has no right to be in a position of power in any area of your life. So it's time to depose some devils today, y'all. This segment is a turn up against the enemy. I believe this segment is going to cause some people to get delivered from some things they've been wrestling with for quite some time. And these things may not be visible to the natural eye, but they are there. Now, let's review our offensive play in James chapter four, verse seven, which says, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. This offensive play is different than the ones we're used to in traditional sports or basketball because this offensive play is teaching us about an opponent that's already been defeated. Yesterday, we talked about how James chapter 4 verse 7 gives us the offensive play in the right order. Submitting to God is first. That's first base. You don't move on to resisting the enemy until you are first submitted to God. Once you're under the covering and submission of God, you're moving and operating from an offensive position now. And if you're going to continue to live life on offense, you have to know that the enemy is already defeated. So moving forward, you're going to hear me refer to the enemy or Satan or demonic powers as the defeated one. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 in the Amplified Classic Bible says, God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them, in him, Jesus, and in the cross. So for those of you who, you know, maybe you're not familiar with the scripture, or you haven't studied it out. When it says God disarmed principalities and powers, it's talking about demonic entities, demonic beings, demonic forces, darkness, all the, the works and, and, and power of Satan. So the moment Christ died for the sins of the world, according to Colossians chapter two, verse 15, Satan and demonic spirits were stripped and disarmed of authority and put in a defeated position. You powerful person listening to me right now who was created in the image of God. Don't allow yourself to be put on the losing side of any area of your own life by the defeated one. You were not created to stay in a position of defeat. You were created to live life on offense. Because according to Colossians chapter 2 verse 25, the ball is in your court. The defeated one wants what you have and he will lie, cheat, torment your mind and try to deceive you through circumstances, bad thoughts and feelings to get you to give it to him. Somebody might be thinking, what is it that I have that he wants so bad? 
Well, that's what we're about to expose right now on WordCast. Now, I want you to really pay attention here and take note of this. And please do not dismiss it just because it's simple. If he gets this from you, he can gain control of almost everything else in your life. So you must be mindful not to get laxed and give this to him. So what is it that the defeated one wants? Here it is. Now it's simple. Satan is after your words. I'm going to say that again. Satan is after your words. He wants your mouth. Why? Because your authority is in your mouth. Whatever you speak shall be. So he doesn't want you speaking the word and the will of God over your life. He wants you to speak his will over your life. You authorize the will of Satan with your mouth using your authority. But you can also disrupt those plans and attacks of the enemy, his will with your mouth. So if the enemy can get you to profess negative things over and over, you'll start having negative experiences in your life. And you may not even connect those experiences to words, but there is a connection. If you speak words out of your mouth, such as nobody wants me, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm too fat, I'm too small. Your life will start going in that direction, even though God has set you apart in such a way that your age, nor your background, nor your weight or anything else or how you were treated by somebody can stop the amazing things that God wants to produce and bring about in your life but your words can stop it and the defeated one knows that look at how he got eve in the garden what did he do he used words to talk her out of the will of god i didn't hear her man speaking over her in genesis but i saw where the wicked one was speaking to her during this time so listen to me if you are if you're married if you're in a relationship with the person that god has assigned for this season in your life not somebody that you just went out and chose because of the way they look or how they make you feel i'm talking about a god assigned spouse it's important man or woman that you are speaking well of that person out of your mouth and that you don't take on what the enemy is saying so there are these invisible powers invisible forces who they the the initiative is to influence you to gossip influence you to give people a piece of your mind and tell them off instead of having a decent conversation in love darkness cannot continue to operate in your life successfully unless you authorize it through the words you consistently speak notice i said continue continue is the key word the defeated one may try you he may try to get you off your game. He may try to get you off offense. And if you if you find yourself, you, you fall off into something and you realize it, just get back up and don't stay there. Because the defeated one cannot keep you on defense in your own life without your cooperation because he doesn't have the authority to. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15, God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold example and display of them in triumphing over them in Jesus and in the cross. They've been stripped of authority and the children of God have the God-given authority. But remember the offensive play we've been studying this week as well. James chapter 4 verse 7, it says, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But beloved, if you cooperate with the devil, it will stay. That's how much power you have in the spirit. If you decide to tolerate sickness or an abusive relationship or lack or poverty of any kind or mental torment, it will stay. 
When you don't resist the devil, by default, you end up cooperating with them. Remember on the first episode from Monday, I was telling you guys I was crying out to God. Save me, save me, Jesus. Help me, help my mind. I'm being tormented. And all the Lord was saying to me was use your authority because that is spiritual law. We must understand this and take it to heart if we're going to stay on the winning side, the offensive side of our life. When you speak, you are authorizing a life on offense or a life on defense. When you speak, you are authorizing the move of Holy Spirit of the one true living God or you are authorizing a move of Satan. So I have a question for you. Who have you been authorizing in your situation? Have you been speaking that it's impossible? Have you been believing when the doctor says that it's incurable, that because they say it's incurable, that God doesn't have a different report? Who have you been authorizing with your words? Are your words in alignment with what God's word says about you? Are your words in alignment with what God's word says about the particular situation you may be facing? Don't let the defeated one put words in your mouth against yourself, against your situation, or against people you love. You speak victory out of your mouth. I didn't say be in denial. I didn't say don't talk about the truth and express yourself in love with a confidant. That's not what I'm talking about. Faith doesn't deny something is real, but faith acknowledges it that it can be changed. So don't be on the, oh, your your, your leg broke. Oh, no, my leg's not broke. Your leg is broke. You need healing. <laughs> I'm just giving that as an example. God has given you the power to decide no matter how your life may have started out or where it is now. As you get more plugged into his word, you are choosing to live life from a winning position of offense and you put the devil on the run instead of the other way around. Satan is after your words and he must be resisted because if you start speaking what the defeated one wants you to say, if you speak that stuff consistently, you will absolutely end up playing defense on the losing side of your own life. If there is anybody listening to me right now and you have felt like uh, at certain points of your life, like you just couldn't get a break or maybe you feel like that right now. I'm telling you, if you start exercising your God given authority and you make a decision to stay on the offensive side of life, whatever it is that you've been going through, it will change and work out in your favor. I'm not telling you what I've heard from somebody else or what I read. I'm telling you what I have lived and experienced personally with the Lord. I told y'all on Monday's episode that I had started a company, entrepreneur, all those different things. But there's a period in my life where God sent me into corporate and I had no intention of going into corporate to work. That was not my plan. But God sent me into this organization to work years ago. And I was one of the youngest people in my department. And long story medium, I was given a particular assignment to carry out. And there was this one team member who had already been at this organization probably over a decade before I even got there. And we were in the same department on the same team. But I noticed week after week, it seemed like they were blocking my progress or or blocking me from all angles, trying not to give me the information I needed to carry out the assignment that our leader had given to us and just trying to keep the team like other team members from cooperating with me. Now, keep in mind, 
I didn't know none of these people. I didn't have no agenda. I really came in to serve because God made it so clear. He spoke to me. He led me in my spirit that I was supposed to go there and serve. So I'm looking at serving. I'm thinking it's a team. But obviously there was some sort of threat um, that came about or in, in, in this person's perspective. And all I wanted to do was help. I was very, very confused. And I was not used to having adversarial relationships like that in that close proximity and functioning with them every day. But with this situation, because because we were working together, I had to keep encountering this person daily. And I would just pray about the situation and nothing seemed to change. The person seemed to have a lot of allies at the company. They will believe whatever the person said. I mean, they just began to spread lies about me. Like it was one of the most bizarre things because I literally came in with no agenda other than to serve and complete the assignment that I believe God sent me there to do. And so after a while, what I realized and suspected was that the defeated one was just using this individual to try to run me off from my God-given assignment. Well, I'm going to take a little detour. This next part is going to seem like it's unrelated at first, but just listen to the end because it all ties in together. So I'm 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 at the at the office um, on this same team. Individual is there. I get up. I leave the office to go to the restroom. I go into the restroom and there's a lady in the bathroom crying. I asked her, I was like, hey, what's the matter? You know, what's what's going on? She said she had the most terrible headache and that there were demons operating in her department that she worked in and she felt like she couldn't take it anymore. I was so surprised by this woman's answer and she she seemed like she was in such agony. Her head was hurting her so bad. All she could do was stand over the sink and cry. Well, at this time, God had already started teaching me about exercising my authority. I said, oh, no, we are going to take care of this right now. And I asked her if she believed Jesus was a healer. And she said, yes. So I laid my hand on her forehead. I'd wash my hands. I laid my hand on her forehead right there in the bathroom. And I spoke to the headache. I said, headache in the name of Jesus. You go now. Say not break your power off of her. Pain go now in Jesus name. Y'all, I literally felt the power of God release from my hand into her forehead. And it's like it was drawing that headache out of her her head as I was speaking. The lady sighed in relief. She stopped crying and said her headache was gone. I hugged her and then after I walked back into my department, I heard the Lord speak to me so clearly in my spirit, not audibly, but in my spirit. He said, if you tell a demon to leave in the name of Jesus, the demon has to go every time. I was like, what? He said, if you tell the demon to leave in the name of Jesus, the demon has to go every time. And if the person that the demon is operating through won't allow themselves to be set free from it, that person will have to leave too. I knew God was saying this to me to help me confront the situation in my own department in the spirit accurately. God used me to help that lady get deliverance in the moment. And sometimes God will use you to help someone else with a similar situation as yours. And in the process of using you, he'll teach you. Now, at this time, I didn't know as much as I've learned now about spiritual authority. I didn't even know all the ins and outs. So I was like, God, this isn't my company. How am I supposed to to do that? Like, don't I need somebody at the top to agree with me to release faith? Don't I have to be a person who owns this territory I'm exercising authority over? And the Lord said, the day they hired you, they gave you access to the territory and you can use your authority for any team that you're on. You have the right to do it. I went into this office space in my department. I closed the door and got by myself with the Lord and I was whispering. I was like, in the name of Jesus, I was aggressive whispering. I said, in the name of Jesus, I bind that spirit operating through so-and-so. I called the person's name. I said, you foul, unclean spirit, go now in Jesus name, leave this team. 
And that was it. I didn't beg God. I didn't cry. I didn't pray a long, long time. I spoke directly to the spirit. And two days later, that person got fired. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't pray for them to get fired. See, I spoke to the spirit, but I was really praying like wholeness and peace and deliverance over that person because the person wasn't a bad individual. They weren't a bad human being. They actually, I believe, was a child of God. They were just being influenced by Satan. And y'all, when I tell you what happened next, like you got to come back for Thursday's episodes because I'm out of time right now. But the individual being fired two days later after I exercised my authority is not even the end of the story. And I want you to hear the rest of the story because the same spiritual laws and principles that God taught me, they will work for you. I'm going to go ahead and jump into our key takeaways from this episode and then we'll do our decrees. But come back tomorrow. I'll finish telling you. All right. Number one, our word focus for this week is offense, meaning that you live your life from a winning position. You get in the winning position of offense by exercising your God given authority. Number two, your authority is in your mouth. James chapter four, verse seven, our offensive strategy scripture says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Number three, we talked about Satan is after your words because your authority is in your mouth. Don't give Satan your authority to use by speaking negatively or contrary to the word of God. I love you guys, and I need you to increase your enthusiasm and energy as you say these decrees because they are doing something in your life. So repeat after me. I choose to live my life on offense instead of defense. God has fully supplied me with everything I need to walk in victory this week. I have what it takes. I will not back down from challenges or difficulties. I will open my mouth and release my authority. I now command any wrong situation in my life to turn around and go right. I have what it takes to win this day. I have what it takes to win this day. And I will release my authority. My name is Felicia Goins. I love you so much. Thank you for joining me on WordCast. Be sure to come back tomorrow. You do not want to miss the rest of the episodes this week. WordCast is here for you. And remember, one positive word can change your life and cause you to win every day.